Hey guys, when we get into another episode on where the scriptures become real, it's going to a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube or anywhere else you can get your podcast. We're just so thankful that you guys are here and that you guys have found us today. Okay, so real quick before we hop into this, um, this is just going to be audio today. Um, I will be out Monday, um, so and we won't have the video equipment and all that stuff. So this is just going to be audio, and I'm going to release this early. So this is kind of our kind of replacement podcast um, for Monday, okay? So I'm excited about this topic today because I think this one, this one's something that's needed. And obviously, I think we've covered some before, but just going back and looking at this again, I was like, man, I needed this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I needed this, maybe somebody else does too. So I'm really excited to look at this topic um, of what we're going to talk about. So here's where we're going to kind of start our conversation um, with our with our topic today. Our topic is the prereq to powerful prayer. Okay, the prereq to powerful prayer. So what's a prereq? Okay, so if you don't know that, at some point, if you're not in it now, you will as you grow and get into college or if, even if you're thinking about going back to college if you're older, here's what you're going to see. You're going to look at, there's a course list that you're going to get. And with that course list, you're going to see a class that looks extremely interesting. You're going to talk and you're going to know the teacher. The teacher looks interesting. Um, you're going to talk to other people that took the class. They said they loved it. You should take it. Um, it goes with your program of what you're doing. And you read the description in the book, and it sounds great. It sounds interesting. You're interested in it. This is something that you want to do. And then when you get to the bottom of that page, there's some small print that's so easy to miss. And when you look at that small print, there'll be a little piece of bold lettering that says prereq. And underneath that prereq is all the classes that you would have had to take so you can take that one. If you haven't taken those other ones, you can't take that one that you're so excited about, that you want to do it so bad, that you want to do it right, and you just want to take this class, but you can't take it because you don't have the other necessary requirements for that class to really do what it needs to do for you and that program, okay? So that's what prayer can be like for us. Isn't prayer such a wonderful thing? Praying to God, we can pray to him 24-7. We can talk to him. He understands us. He wants to have a conversation with us. First Peter, he understands and wants to care about us. He wants us to lay those burdens and to give thankfulness to him and all these things and, and needs and wants, all these things. And it sounds so great. And everybody that knows anything about God, everybody wants to pray. Everybody wants to be involved in this amazing, really good thing. But sometimes we don't understand, and I'm putting myself today, I'm putting myself in this we, we don't understand the prereqs to what we need in terms of mindset so that that beautiful thing of prayer can be so powerful and effective, not only for us, but for those that we're praying for. Okay, so that's kind of what we want to look at and how we kind of want to guide our conversation today. And I hope these these thoughts... Um, can encourage your prayer life as it's definitely encouraged mine. And, and as I've looked at this, guys, I said, man, mine needs to mine needs to get better. You know, my prayer life def definitely needs to get better. And so here's where we want to go with this. Here's the first thing that I'm seeing uh, from Scripture on this topic. Prayer can be good intentioned, but prayer needs to be intentional. 
Okay, we're we're already starting off. We're already starting off strong. Okay, so I don't want you to miss that. I don't want that to fly over your head. Prayer, it can be intentional. It can be good intentioned. But prayer needs to be intentional. So, and again, I'm saying this from my perspective. Maybe this fits you if we're being honest with each other. Sometimes what prayer can be is prayer can be like a greeting. So you know how when you see somebody and you say hi or you, you see somebody and you say, hey, man, I love you, and you say all these things, which is, which is good to say. And I think sometimes prayer can be that too. So when you hear that somebody's hurting or when you hear that somebody needs something or you get on Facebook and you see that somebody's somebody's hurting and somebody needs something, in your mind, when you're exposed to the need of somebody, you can be very good intentioned. Ah, man, we need to pray for them. Ah, thoughts and prayers. Ah, we'll keep you in our prayers. Ah, I'm praying for you. And I think myself and others that say that, we don't have, you know, dark, evil hearts and saying, well, I'm going to say that and not pray for you. But I think sometimes what our prayers do, our prayers stay in this beginning stage of when we see a need and we hear about a need and we're exposed to somebody's need. It stays in this good intention phase where outwardly and inwardly, We'll say the right things. I'm praying for you. I'll be praying for you. I'll keep you in my prayers. But sometimes it never moves to being from good intentioned to intentional. Okay. So here, I want you to look at this example because this is, this is huge today as I looked at this. Look at um, Deuteronomy chapter nine. And again, I want you guys to go back and look at these for yourself um, just so you can see this stuff from scripture for yourself. Okay. So Deuteronomy chapter nine, um, beginning in verse 20. Now, as you're turning there, as you're listening to this, let's, let's give some background before we understand what's happening here in verse 20. So remember Moses and Aaron lead Egypt or lead the children of Israel out of Egypt from, from Egyptian bondage. And so as they're out of Egypt, Moses goes to the mountain to get the 10 commandments from God. Moses, all this is in chapter nine, Moses is on the mountain and Moses is taking a long time. So now the people are angry at Moses. He's taking too long. So what we're going to do, let's build a golden calf. So Aaron takes the gold from everyone and they fashion a golden calf and they begin to worship that golden calf. The Lord then sees this and tells Moses what's happening. Now we find ourselves right here in verse 20 of Deuteronomy chapter 9. Now remember what we're talking about. Prayer can be good intentioned, but it never gets intentional, but it should get intentional. So look at, look at Deuteronomy chapter nine, verse 20. So all that's happening in terms of our context of what we talked about. Then the Lord was very angry with Aaron to have destroyed him. But look at what, look at what Moses did. And I prayed for Aaron at that same time. So think about us, and this was this is so simple, but this was so real for me. I was like, man, I need to be doing this, and I'm not doing this, and I need to do this a thousand times better. When we hear those things, that people need prayers, we stay in that good intention mindset of, I'm going to pray for them. But have you ever been in a situation where you hear something, and somebody needs this, somebody's going through that, somebody's somebody needs that. 
and then you hear it and you say, man, I need to pray for them. And you truly believe, man, I need to pray for them. But then a couple of days go by, a week goes by, a month goes by, and then something in their life changes. And then you hear about it again, like you heard about it a month ago. So then guess what you'll say again? Well, yeah, I need to pray for that, man. I need to pray for that. But then you forget and you forget and you forget. And sometimes that's, that's what we can do as humans. We can just get forgetful. But look at what Moses did. Moses knew at that second that God was mad at him for what he did. But what did Moses decide to do? Moses said, I prayed for Aaron next week or when I thought about it the next time or the next month or when I heard the next announcement or when I saw the next Facebook post. He said, I prayed for him then at the same exact time. So Moses's prayer, was it good intention? Yeah, I need to pray for Moses because who's mad at him? God's mad at him right now, but I'm not just going to say I need to pray for him. I'm going to do it right now. So here's what's so beautiful about this. What Moses is teaching us, Moses is showing us an image of what Jesus was going to do and continues to do for us. Jesus's prayers for us are intentional. I'm going to pray for him. Here, here's something that I don't want you guys to miss as we kind of understand and talk about this a little bit more. What's so great about prayer, and I don't want you to miss this in people that are around you right now, just kind of as a side note here, I don't want you to miss this in, in these good people. There are so many good people that have so many good intentions, and they don't have bad hearts in those good intentions. But when you meet people that when you're going through something, when you need prayer, when you need help, and then they direct what you need, and then they go just a little bit farther, and they say, well, since you need that, how can I pray for you right now? What, what do you need right now? How, how can I pray for you? I'm going to do it right now. Literally, hey, since we're on a call, let's just do it right now. Let's pray right now. Those type of people, guys, just like what Moses was to Aaron in verse 20, when you meet people like that, whether and it doesn't matter the realm of relationship that is, whether that's your parents, a good friend, um, someone that you're married to, someone that you're dating, what, whatever it is, don't, don't lose sight of what those people are actually doing. And what I'm seeing, guys, is as as you grow and as you study prayer a little bit more, and we're going to keep walking through Deuteronomy chapter 9 in a second, but what you're going to see is you're going to start to realize that those people that are extremely intentional with how they pray for you, you're going to see that those people are the ones that really love you. And sometimes what we can do is we can miss those people. And we can, we can miss them, and it's so easy to miss them. I've missed them. I'm sure you've missed them. And, and sometimes here's the reason why we miss those people. Because those people don't do it for credit. Those people don't do it just to get something out of you. Those people don't do it just to make sure, um, you know, they're trying to uphold some standard. They're doing it because that's what they want to do. And they genuinely care about your specific need that you need right now. So you think about you think about Moses. Aaron built that golden calf if you read Deuteronomy chapter 9. But Moses was so concerned about this is my brother and I know he did this and I know he riled the people up. 
but that's my brother. I care about him, so I'm going to pray for him, not so I can look great in front of the people, not to look pious in front of the people. I'm doing it because I love my brother. And when you find out in your life that people are so good intention that when you have a need and somebody specifically prays for you, that's different. And I don't want you to miss that because I've missed that. And I don't, I don't want you to miss that. You know, you think about it's, it's one of the coolest things. And I've had this happen before and it kind of throws you off guard. So, you know, you have something going on, right? You have a you have a trial. Something's difficult. Things are hard. And maybe online, maybe in person, maybe one on one, whatever, whatever it is, you put something out there and you say, hey, I could really use prayers at this time. Man, I could really I could really use prayers on this, on this, on this. Right. And then obviously you'll get comments, which is great. And they're awesome. They're good intention. Man, I'm praying for you, man. I'm praying for you, man. I'm praying for you. But then you get that phone call right after you put that out or right after you say that to somebody one-on-one, then you get that phone call a month or, you know, a a day later, two days later. Hey, I just want to let you know what you put out there. Uh, I prayed for you this morning. I literally just got done. Is there anything else I can pray for you right now? When someone has asked me that, that kind of threw me off guard. because I was like, God, I don't know, man. Uh, Wow. Because you're blown away. Why? Because that person is intentional with their prayers. And so look at this. Look look at how great this is. Let's keep going. So now uh, jump down to verse 25. Now look at how long Moses is doing this. And I don't want you to miss this. This is a part of being good intention. Verse 25. Thus I fell down before the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. Now this is different too. You're going to have somebody that's so good intention that they're going to pray for you when you ask for the need, verse 20, at that same time that you need it. But 40 days later, they're still praying for you for 40 days over and over and over and over and over. That's different. I'm telling you all that's different. I I prayed 40 days and 40 nights as I fell down just like I did the first day. And when was the first day, verse 20, the same day the Lord was mad at you? So I I fell on my knees that day, and 40 days after that, I'm still on my knees. Why? Because I love you. I'm telling you guys, please do not miss this in people that the Lord brings into your life, and don't miss this in the people that are around you. If you have people, whether you know it or whether you don't, that they are praying on your behalf, those are the ones that really love you. And don't miss out on that sign of love from them. Because sometimes when when you pray for a long time for someone, sometimes you don't see, sometimes you don't see the action behind it. Sometimes they don't let it be known. Sometimes you might not even reap the benefits of it and you don't see the benefits of it. But it's the craziest thing in the world to think that people are out there praying for you like that. That's crazy. It's crazy, but it's intentional. And he said, I've been praying like this since the very first day. Why? Because I love you, Aaron. You're my brother. What is Jesus to us? Jesus said he made us fellow heirs, and Jesus is our brother. So guess what Jesus does on our behalf too? 
<laughs> what did he say in, in the book of Luke with Peter? And Luke, uh, what is it, Luke chapter 17? Let me make sure just so you guys can get that um, get that reference. Yeah, so Luke chapter uh, chapter 17, remember what, what Jesus said to Peter? He's, or Luke 22, Luke 22. He told Peter in verse 30, 32, I've prayed for you that your faith doesn't fail. I'm praying for you right now, and I'm still doing it. When someone prays for you, please don't don't miss out on that. That's that's a different level of love that they have for you. So don't miss that. So now here's another thing that I'm seeing about prayer can be good intention, but needs to be intentional. Look at look at James chapter four. Again, this is kind of another mindset that needs to go with prayer. So look at this mindset um, that James mentions. James chapter four, uh, beginning verse 13. So look at where this goes. Go to now, you that say, today or tomorrow, we're going to go into such a city and we're going to continue there a year and we're going to buy and we're going to sell and we're going to get gain. So look at the look at the mindset of what these people are saying in verse 13. Look at all this stuff we're going to do. We're going to do all this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. And then we're going to do that. So here's what's good. And I don't want you to miss this. It's great. It's great as, and I want to go two parties here. For those that are that lead, men, it's great to have a plan. It's great to know where to go. It's great to know how to go. It's great to know when to go. It's great to have a plan. And it's great to be assertive with those plans. Ladies, it's great to follow somebody and work with somebody and partner with somebody and be a part and and grow with somebody that has a plan. That's great to for you to work with them and you to be involved with them and working together as a team and doing things together. That's great to be with somebody that's like that. But I don't want you to miss this. It's one thing to be that person and to be with a person like that. But it's a whole nother deal when you're with a person like verse 13 that has those qualities. But before they do anything, they're verse 15. You ought to say, if the Lord wills, then we'll live and then we'll go do this and then we'll go do that. So contextually, and in James chapter 4, verses 13, 14, and 15, What's the Lord's will in that context? Waking up tomorrow. If the Lord wills tomorrow, then the Lord's going to guide us in this, this, and this. Now, me and you as a team, now we can do this together. Why? Because the Lord's giving us opportunity tomorrow. You see, prayer can be good intention. We can have all these good intentions. We're going to go this, and we're going to go travel here, and we're going to go buy this, and we're going to go get married here, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do that, and then things are going to go. But then if you've ever been a part of any relationship, whether that's a family relationship, whether that's a sports team relationship, a one-on-one relationship, whatever that is, what always fails at some point? The plan. The plan always fails. So what are you going to do when you plan and then the plan fails? Are we going to sulk because the plan failed? Or are we going to be intentional with our prayers and start with God first and then move? 
that's what we got to do. That's a mindset, right? So prayer can be good intentioned, just like you saw in Deuteronomy chapter 9. And as you're seeing in James chapter 4, it can be good intention, but it's got to be intentional, okay? So then watch how these ideas connect, all right? Here's, here's the second thing I'm seeing. The prereq to powerful prayer. Prayer number two, now, now this is starting to get real a little bit more. Prayer can be prolonged, but it needs to be persistent. Prayer can be prolonged, but it needs to be persistent. You remember in, in, in high school and maybe even in college, remember you had to do like a, a, a speech? We had speech class. We had it both in high school and in college. Maybe you're taking it right now. Most people don't like speech because there's this understood rule that in order for a speech to be good or deemed good, it's got to meet the time, which is probably somewhat long. It's got to be so profound. It's got to be very, very articulate. It's got to be structured to such a T. It's got to be structured so masterfully that all these things are working together for this speech to be the most amazing thing and for you who gave the speech to be the most amazing thing since sliced bread, right? We all That's almost kind of understood with a speech. And unfortunately, I think what we've done, we've took that under that quote-unquote, I'm putting up air quotes, we've taken that quote-unquote understanding from speech and we put that in prayer because we're talking prayers talking, right? So now we feel like, oh man, in order for my prayer to be effective to God, it's got to be this long thing. In order for my prayer to be effective, it's got to be so masterful and it's got to be so organized and it's got to be so perfect and timed up and it's got to feel so right that if I don't pray this way, then the Lord's not going to accept that prayer because as people and sometimes as brethren, we don't accept it. So then now, like, oh, what do I got to do? You know, I want you to look at this. Look at Nehemiah chapter 2, and I want to do a, a quick comparison, and I, and I want you to see this. Nehemiah chapter 2, and I want to look at verse uh, verse 4. Now, real quick, as you're turning there, here's some quick context. So Nehemiah hears that the walls have been broken down. He prays about the walls being broken down for a long period of time before, now the king, he was the king's cupbearer. Now what a cupbearer was, was someone who would test the king's drink to make sure there was no poison, everything was okay. So that was Nehemiah's role. And so now in chapter two, Nehemiah is sad because he hears that the walls of his people are broken down. So what, what are we going to do? Those walls need to be rebuilt. So then the king asked Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter two, verse four. Then the king said to me, what is your request? You're so sad. What's your request? Now, Nehemiah doesn't have long to answer. This is seconds. Nehemiah doesn't have long. So what, is the, what does the text say that he does? So I prayed to the God of heaven. It's very interesting that in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 4, that's not such a prolonged prayer. It's not he had seconds before he had to respond because that's the king. So you can't just stand there and waste the king's time. Well, king, let me sit here and I have to get on my knees first. Then I have to do this. Then I got to do this. Then I got to recite this. Then I got to do this in order for my prayer to be effective. So king, give me a second. But that's what we would do today. And that's what we tell people today. In order for your prayer to be effective and God to hear it, 
ah, it's got to line up. Nehemiah had, Nehemiah had seconds here. So Nehemiah said, I prayed to the God of heaven. Do you know potentially what Nehemiah's prayer could have been? Three words. Lord, help me. You know what, guys? That's enough, <laughs> which, is, which is so beautiful. Now, now, watch this. Remember in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 20, what we looked at before? And I think it was actually a little bit later. Uh, I think it was verse like 22, um, Deuteronomy chapter 9. But remember when Moses, like we just like we just read before in the first point, remember when Moses was praying for his brother? Moses said, I prayed that day, verse 20. But then verse 25, remember how long Moses prayed for Aaron? 40 days. So here's my question. Nehemiah had seconds to pray in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 4, before the king. Now, remember, Nehemiah could have lost his life because you're, you're giving the king a request. And if the king doesn't like it, you're, you're gone. So he has seconds. Nehemiah prays. But then Moses prays for Aaron for 40 days. Now, his prayer is actually longer, and you can see that in Deuteronomy chapter 9. Here's the question. Whose prayer was more effective? Moses's to Aaron's or Nehemiah's? You see, now that's what we'll do today. Well, you know, brother, that wasn't that wasn't the greatest prayer because it was pretty quick. Seems like you need to improve your prayer life. But then we'll say to people's prayers that are long, ah, uh, that's kind of long. You need to shorten that up. You see what we'll do? We'll make people pick. You got to be on the quick side or the long side. So whose prayer was more effective, Nehemiah's or Moses's? Here's the answer. Both of them. Both of them. Why? Because both men had the right heart and both men ran to the same God. So if your prayer is short and your prayer has literally the right heart and you ran to God in that prayer, that's effective. If your prayer is detailed, if your prayer is long, and sometimes if your prayer sometimes feels jumbled up, you ever have those prayers where you're just you're just talking and nothing's making sense and nothing's kind of lining up, but you're still running to God for your concern? Guess what? That's effective. So who are we to tell somebody that your prayer is not effective if the right heart is there and you're running to God? Matthew chapter 5. You see, here's the thing. Remember, remember in... I want look at this. Look at this. I want you to see this. Matthew chapter uh Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6 and I, I want you to look at this because this is the mindset here. Now remember when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray and notice what he said that uh the hypocrites were doing in verse 5 of chapter 6. When you pray, don't pray as the hypocrites do. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corner of the streets. And why is their reason for praying? Whether it's short or whether it's long, what was their motivation for the prayer? What did Jesus say in verse 5? So that they might be seen of who? Of men. Here's the thing, guys. If your prayer is short or if your prayer is long, drawn out, detailed, you know, whatever it is, but you just want to be seen, then that's not the right type of prayer either way. But you, verse 6, when you pray, 
shut your door and pray to the Father which is in secret. And your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. Isn't that interesting? So now I've literally heard a prayer that was so detailed about things going on in their lives. And this is publicly. I've heard a prayer so detailed about things going on in others' lives, how much help we need, how much we need here locally, all this stuff. And guess what? That prayer was extremely beautiful because that person had the right heart and they were praying to God. And that was effective. And I've also literally heard somebody come up and literally say this in their prayer. Lord, thank you. Amen. So whose prayer is more effective? We can't say. It's If they're praying with the right heart, in either it's either short or long, God is accepting of that. But for us to bind and to put a certain structure that it has to look this way in order for it to be effective, then we start falling into what they did in verse 5. And we don't want to start falling into that. So prayer can be prolonged, prayer can be prolonged, or it can be short, but either way, guess what prayer needs to be? It needs to be persistent. Look at this. Look at Luke chapter um, Luke chapter 18. Luke 18. This is a great concept, too. So, man, okay, I want you to read this for yourself. Beginning verse 2 of Luke 18. There was a city, there was a there was in a city a judge which didn't fear God. Keep that in mind, which did not fear God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him and said, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a long time. But afterwards he said to himself, Though I don't fear God and I don't regard man, this widow continues to trouble me. I will avenge her lest by her continual coming to me, she makes me weary. She just keeps coming and asking over and over, help me with my enemy, help me with my enemy, help me with my enemy. So he, the, the judge, I don't fear God, and I really don't have a great regard for man either. But the only reason I'm going to help this lady is because she just keeps coming. I just, I'm going to get tired of this, so I'm going to help her. Watch how God flips this in verse 7. Shall not God who loves <laughs> who loves himself and who loves man shall not God avenge his own elect watch this though which cry day and night unto him though he bears long with them it's a beautiful image so whether the prayer is quick whether the prayer is long what is the Lord concerned with I am just concerned that my son and my daughter, they have the right heart. They're not saying a prayer quick to be seen of men. They're not saying a, a prayer detailed and long to be seen of men. They're saying it because they're running to me for help. That's what I want. And I want it to be persistent. You see how you see why this is a prereq to prayer? It's a beautiful concept. It's awesome. It's great. Here's the third one that I'm seeing. Here's the last one. Prayer can be heartful, but it needs to have the right heart. Prayer can be heartful, but it needs to have the right heart. Now, going back to Matthew chapter 6, you remember what they were doing? They're trying to be seen of men. 
They're fasting in front of men. They're disfiguring their faces. Oh, look how I've done this for 10 days. I've done this for four days. And I'm still have, I still have the strength to pray to my God in front of you. Oh, I thank God that I'm not like other men are. Oh, I'm doing all this prayer. And I thank you, Lord, for giving me all these things. And I pray for them and I pray for them. You think they really believe what they were saying? I think they did. I think they did believe what they were saying. So their prayer in their minds was heartful, but was it the right heart? It wasn't the right one. Why? Because Jesus exposed their heart in verse five. They're doing this so that you can see him. That's the reason that they're doing it. And here's something that I don't want you guys to miss. And this has been such a great thing in my Christian walk. Y'all, I'm telling you, I'm I'm just telling you, y'all just got to believe me. There is nothing like secret prayer. It's different. There's nothing like it. And here's what's great. Secret prayer, whether you're by yourself, you're taking a walk, um, you're in the church building by yourself, you're, you're in the car by yourself, whatever it is, it's one of the coolest feelings in the world to pray for people, to pray about people, and they don't even know it. And what's interesting, sometimes people don't think you're doing anything. Well, what are you what are you doing? I'm working. Really? Yeah, I'm working. Why? In prayer. Praying for you. And then it's the coolest thing in the world. You get a phone call, you make a visit, you go to somebody's house. Guess what happened to my kids? This happened. Guess what happened to me? This happened. Guess what happened to my wife? Guess what happened to this is great. And then you kind of secretly, that's cool. That's cool. That works. Why? Because I prayed for that. And you don't have to know. That's one of the coolest things about secret prayer. Prayer, prayer is prayer is working. Prayer is working. And there's there's nothing like praying for somebody and then seeing the Lord work in their lives. That's different, man. It's it's a different level. And then it's it's another level. You see all these levels, right? There's another level when someone genuinely one-on-one asks you to pray for them and then you do it with them and then you still see it happen. Then, man, thank you for praying for me. This worked. Thank you. Thank you. Like there's nothing like that type of prayer. Why? Because here's the thing that prayer is, guys, and I don't want you to miss this. The prayer that Jesus is talking about in Matthew 5 and Matthew 6, does Jesus structure the Lord's prayer? Yes, he does. But that was an example. Here's what Jesus, here was the thrust of what he wanted us to see in Matthew chapter 5 and 6. The thrust of prayer to me and the thrust of prayer to other people is don't pray with a motive. Don't pray so that other people can see you as, as this great guy. Don't pray so that you can impress somebody because you're praying for me. Don't pray to get something out of the deal. Don't pray to seem religious. Pray for the right reasons. That's the motive of what Jesus is trying to get us to see in Matthew chapter 5 and chapter 6. But we've twisted Matthew 5 and 6 to say that it has to be so structured just like it was in Matthew chapter 5 in order for it to be acceptable. See, that's the right, that's the wrong mindset. 
Jesus wants prayer to be intentional. He wants prayer to be persistent. And he wants prayer to be the right heart. And if we do those things, prayer is powerful. And what's so cool about all this, all this stuff for prayer to be intentional, for it to be persistent, and for prayer to have the right heart, if you haven't noticed, all this stuff is mental. All this stuff is mental before you even say a prayer, which is insane. All this stuff is mental. I have to mentally pay attention and open my eyes to the people that I meet, to the people that reach out, to the people that I that I preach with and help with here, to the people that I that I meet through whatever it is, I have to be intentional to think about them throughout my day. I have to be intentional. That takes work, and if you don't know how hard that is, that's hard to think about that all the time. You got to be intentional to stop yourself and think about other other people. Then you have to be persistent in thinking about other people every single day, not about yourself. And then you got to be persistent and you got to be intentional and you got to keep being persistently having the right heart. All this stuff is mental. And you see why we called it prereq? Because if the mental is not right before prayer, why are we saying the prayer? So now as we grow together, guys, as we build, prayer is amazing. And this is something that I can improve in. Hopefully you can improve in and we can improve in this together. And again, like I always say in all these podcasts, and like I say before, you're not the first one. Reach out. You don't you don't understand. And sometimes I don't understand the power of just praying over over a phone call, praying over FaceTime, praying over Zoom, praying over in person. Praying in a group, that's different. And it's so great to have somebody out here in this world that cares about you enough to do that. That's different. Don't miss those people. And then don't miss in becoming that person. All right? Don't miss in becoming that person. I hope that this this is able to kind of uh, bring some more thoughts to your mind as you grow and as I grow. Um, and, and I hope that as we do this together, that we can build our prayer life, that we can have the right motive behind it, um, and that we can truly help the people that we need to help. And it's just, it's awesome, man. And I'm, I'm praying for you guys and I'm going to pray more intentional and, and do this better. And I hope that you would do that for me. I would really appreciate those things. And as we continue to help each other. So, Truly, man, I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. I'm here for you guys. Um, Anything that you need, we're here to help each other. Um, Okay, so like I said before, we will not be here on Monday. So this one that I'm going to release today is going to be technically Monday's podcast. So um, we may do another one later next week, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we can have some guests on pretty soon. So I appreciate you guys. Love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.